0: Now, David Fiorazzo.
1: Good morning, brothers and sisters in Christ. Thank you so much for tuning in and uh, for sharing our podcast. Thank you for your prayers for my health. Uh, it's, it's a better day today than yesterday. I just feel a little bit stronger in voice and lungs. So thank you. Um, and just I appreciate you guys supporting uh, my book, Canceling Christianity. Uh, it's astounding to me. It has to be God, but it continues to do well despite censorship and suppression By Big Tech and on social media. Can't wait to get to our guest today, so let's open right now. Father in heaven, thank you for giving us this opportunity to speak the truth and to encourage believers to help equip and inform, and also challenge the true remnant of Bible-believing Christians to wake up the church, to speak the truth in love to other believers, but also to share the gospel of the grace and and mercy of Jesus Christ who saved us. We thank you, God, that you have chosen us and appointed us to go and bear fruit. We pray in Jesus' name that you would give us strength and discernment in every issue we face in our lives and and everything that comes across our path. Lord, lead us by your Holy Spirit how to respond to these things because there's so much happening in our culture and in our world today. But in Jesus' name, we reject these feelings or burdens of being overwhelmed and confused, because confusion is not of you, Lord. So we thank you for your truth. We thank you that we know it. We thank you for the blessed hope that we look forward to and this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Today's guest I'm so thankful to have, Chad Davidson of Good Fight Ministries and 511 News. Chad is an elder at Blessed Hope Chapel in Simi Valley, California. You may be familiar with that. Church, because you may hear their worship music, maybe you tune into their services with Pastor Joe Schimmel. Chad serves under Joe, and he's been in youth ministry since 2012. He's been a youth ministry leader. He's, uh, his faith in the Lord came as a result of watching Pastor Joe Schimmel's DVD titled, They Sold Their Souls for Rock and Roll. And I want to add parenthetically here, that my wife came to the Lord through that same video series or DVD. They sold their souls for rock and roll. So Chad is also the director of social media at Good Fight Ministries. Chad hosts the Good Fight Radio Show. That's available on all podcast platforms and also YouTube. And he's got a passion to share his testimony. We're going to start with that today and hear how God has transformed his life. Uh, Chad has been married to Holly since 2012, and they have four children. Chad Davidson, welcome to Stand Up For The Truth, brother.
2: Well, I just want to thank you so much, Dave. You are our great brother in Christ. We've actually, as I told you before, you are the only repeat offender on the Good Fight radio show, so uh, (laughs) I'm excited to be back
1: (laughs) right back on uh, with you as well, brother. Oh, well, it was such a blessing, and I want to thank you. You were one of the first uh, video, uh, audio interviews that I did recently, a couple months ago, in June, I believe, for my new book, Canceling Christianity, and a lot of people follow Good Fight Radio, and, and Pastor Joe and you, and c- they are all connected with me, Blessed Hope Chapels, and different people. It's the remnant, but thank you so very much again for that uh, interview. I've got to put that link in today's podcast notes, but did you know, you probably didn't know that my wife came to the Lord through that same path that you took, they sold their souls for rock and roll. So I want to hear about your testimony and just what brought you to the place. And, man, i got to tell you, we used to live out in Southern California. We attended Blessed Hope Chapel for a little bit before we moved to the Midwest. And you have grown, my brother, in maturity and in just strength and the ability to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ without apology or compromise and you guys are doing a great job exposing the deeds of darkness. So, kudos to you. Thank you, Chad. And let me hear, let our listeners hear about your testimony.
2: Well, praise God. Thank, thanks again. This is awesome to just have an opportunity. I love bragging about Jesus and what He's done <laughs> in my life, but also it's so good to hear also that the ministry. And I had no idea that your wife came to the Lord through. They sold their souls to rock and roll. Yes. And for me, I, you know, I grew up here in Southern California. You know It's a pretty beautiful place in a lot of ways, and uh, it's kind of interesting. Simi Valley, where we live specifically, where our church is, Blessed Oak Chapel, as you mentioned, it, it's kind of a little different than a lot of the area around us. People think, where do you live from? We're, I'm like, we're about 45 minutes from L.A., so they're thinking, oh, you must just see celebrities and so forth. But the reality is, is we're actually pretty red here. Uh, this is a this is a, a city of a lot of the homeowners, our police officers, firemen, <laughs> construction workers, and so forth. So Praise it's kind God. of a, uh, a hardworking, family-oriented city, hmm. and that's what I grew up in. And under that milieu, for myself, my parents were both hardworking, loving people. But I, the fact is, is I grew up in a nominal Christian home, and that basically means that they were Christian by name only. We yes. didn't go to church. We didn't read the Bible. There was nothing like that. But the reality was, is because they were Republican, you're supposed to be a Christian as a Republican, so <laughs> I guess we were Christian. And so that's what I thought I was. I said, hey, you know what, for me, I, I guess this is what I am. And so God, what, what he became for me very early on was more of a butler. He was somebody that, you know what, if I was in trouble, I'd pray he'd get me out of it. If I wanted to win a, a, a wrestling match or a baseball game, I'd pray that he'd help me win. But there was no real relationship. There was no reading of his word or getting to know him in, in any real capacity. So I was pretty well known in our, in our city and in our town. And the fact was, is the God that I had begun to worship was a God of my own understanding. It was a God that I had created. Mm -hmm. And so what took place was when things stopped going my way, right? Like I used to be in the newspaper articles. I was team captain of the wrestling team. We won CIF, you know, I was always a good talker. I've had this somewhat of a baby face my whole life. (laughs) Uh, So I could really, you know, parents would start talking to me. And since I was a little kid, I've always been able to talk with anybody and I can have a good conversation and and feel well informed and so forth. But what took place was after high school, I had done all I thought I could do. I wanted to wrestle in college. I really wanted to wrestle in Arizona. I had this whole plan. I thought it was all going to work. But the problem is a lot of people think that, oh, my kids are going to soil their their wild oats. They're going to sow them and that'll be fine. But the problem is your wild oats reap. And that's what began taking place in my life, because at a young age, my oldest brother and my youngest sister were adopted. Hmm. My oldest brother, sadly <clears throat> enough, uh, he was molested by his own his own mother and stepfather oh. uh, for years. And it was found out. And you know, praise God, they weren't um, they weren't arrested in California, but they're arrested in Arizona, so they actually had some sort of sentence. That they put on them and so they got 18 years and that 18 years was literally at the moment of birth from my little sister
3: hmm. because
2: they didn't want them in their life until she was an adult <clears throat> so my brother had a lot of baggage and for me at the time i was only in the third grade when he was adopted and at that time i was um all i cared about was baseball and school i was student council president and all this stuff and the problem was is my brother, who I still love and I just love my, my oldest brother, but he had a lot of baggage. He was obviously not only you know being molested and so forth, but also the reality was he had already dealt with drugs and alcohol and he was into that. And my parents were adopting him not knowing that. And um, the truth was my dad, before he came to Christ, he was also a drunkard. But he was never a hard alcohol drinker. That was something that I turned into. Hmm. He was always like a beer guy. And what took place was my dad was a mechanic at UPS. And a lot of times, for you guys who work uh, secular jobs, at the end of the year, Christmas, a lot of times you get hard alcohol for a gift for Christmas. (laughs) And so my dad, who didn't drink hard alcohol, would put it above the fridge. I didn't know that, but my brother did. And my brother would take that down, and when my parents would leave the house, I would drink with him, and I didn't know really what it was at first. I just knew it burned my throat. But what that started as a third grader, eventually by the time I was in junior high and then high school, became an addiction to the point where I had to be drunk all the time. Um, I I became a full-blown alcoholic. I don't even like using that term because I chose to do it uh, more than a medical. I have to do it. It was a, a choosing of sin, and I liked the feeling that it gave me, I liked the the pride that it gave me when I would go out. I consider myself a champion in drinking wine, as the scriptures say. <laughs> and what, what took place was when I got older and when I was going out of high school, I actually injured myself on one of the last tournaments of the year and ruined most of my senior year in wrestling because... I went to a tournament drunk and put my hand backwards, and my hand went backwards because of it. Ooh. And I snapped my finger and had to, play, had to wrestle the rest of the year with one hand and didn't accomplish any of my goals. And so, of course, that wasn't my fault. That was everyone else's fault. <laughs> and then not long after high school, uh, about two weeks, or no, two, about a month, I say, after high school, um, I would do what I always did after I got my license, and I drove drunk. And I hit a car, a tree, a house, a mailbox. The car actually rolled over me at one point, rolling down a hill. I mean, just some crazy stuff. But ultimately, I believe that Satan was trying to keep me out of trouble. He wanted me to get out of getting in real trouble with the police because I always was able to sneak away. And I remember after I came to the Lord, I I had read Psalm 73. And those words, he sets their feet on slippery places, really stuck in my head um, because that's who I was, a wicked person. And I remember I used to keep my my wallet in my pants, obviously, but uh, in my shorts, I would just tie it around my waistband. And (laughs) because of the nature of the way I got my DUI, I had fallen out of my car trying to push it because a tree branch was going through the radiator. And when (laughs) I did that, uh, when I fell out of the car, my wallet fell out. And I actually got away uh, once again and was parked out in front of my house And uh, what happened was I left my wallet at the scene of the crime and the cops came and arrested me. And now looking back, I really believe that was something that saved my life before I would eventually have my soul saved. But to try to make a a long story more short, (laughs) um, I had a friend reaching out to me uh, and that friend uh, had stopped partying with me. And when I say partying, I mean seven days a week party at my house. That's not an exaggeration. Wow. Seven days a week. And that friend had reached out to me because I had become really, really hard-hearted because, as I mentioned, I had created this God in my own image, and that God that I created was now failing me because he wasn't getting me the things I wanted. And one of the worst things took place when I was in that state because I had a party at my house, and we would have the VIP room where... I made sure that was just my bedroom with whatever we wanted inside of there and made sure the ratio was more girls than guys and so forth. And I, in that VIP room, somebody asked me if I wanted to go to the church the next day. And I, I was like, and he went to a bigger church in town. And I said, oh, why not? We can get some food after. And I went to church with him. And at this part, point in my life, I was so angry towards God because I wasn't wrestling in college like I wanted to. I wasn't get doing. I, I wasn't doing any of the things I, I really wanted to accomplish. Mm. And when he took me to church the next morning, I looked, and all around me were the same people. And I'm not exaggerating. There were five or six different uh, young ladies and a couple of guys that were in my VIP room uh, the night before, and they were raising their hands in worship the next day. And mm. I said to myself, you know what? this whole thing's fake you guys are phony i don't believe in god anymore and not only do i not believe in god i hate him Mm. and and that was when i had come so cold-hearted towards the things of god and that's really i believe when i seared my conscience as with a hot iron Mm. and began to just commit just grievous sin and if it not for someone who reached out to me um he actually hit me up in october of 2008 and he said hey you know, I'm going through film school right now, and I'm, I'm going to go see this documentary. Do you want to see it with me? And I hadn't seen him in a couple of months because I'm like, what's wrong with this guy? He doesn't want to party with me. I got girls at my house every night. What? This guy's a freak. You know, what's going on? Maybe he's gay or something. He doesn't want to be around girls. <laughs> and he said, no, 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 that's not what it's about. Just come on over. And I went and saw the movie with him. It was called Expelled, No Intelligence Allowed. Oh, my goodness. And basically... you know the film yes and basically for for me i was like it wasn't like oh i i'm coming to faith and, and and i give my life to christ but what it did do was make me doubt this more newfound atheism i appealed to authority i thought you know what? These guys, the you know, the Richard Dawkins of the world, my professors—they'll have an answer for the origins of the universe, mm-hmm. only to find out they had no answers. Mm-hmm. I—they didn't—they wow. didn't have anything. That's right. And if you've seen Expelled: No Intelligence about wow, it's not a Christian film. It's made by Ben Stein, but man, <laughs> is it really good. Yes. And I, and I was like so doubting my atheistic faith uh, because that's what it is. Um, I'm glad you put it that Frank way. <laughs> and Frank Turk has the book, right? I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist, he wrote with Norman Geisler. <laughs> exactly. Such a, such a great title, and, and, I, and that's so true. Mm. But I will say this. I didn't come to faith at that, mo- and at that moment. I just was in a, in a whirlwind, because now this faith that I have in atheism is gone. Mm. What do I do? What do I do? And my friend, once again, you know, ghosts me, and I, ha- I don't see him for a, f- a little while. And then one of our buddies is is having a going-away party. He's going back to, to college. And I'm like, okay. And I see him there. And we start talking. And then he's like, hey, we, I'm, I'm trying to get back in shape. You know, I want to work out and stuff. So I said, yeah, let's start working out. And we went to the gym. And before we went to the gym, he sat me down and he gave me the good person test. And, you know, I, long story short, he asked me if I ever told a lie. He asked yep. me. If, um, you know, if I've ever lusted after a woman, um, he asked me if I've ever blasphemed God, and so forth. And I had to admit to all of it. And not only did I have to admit to all of it, he explained to me the gospel, the fact that I had committed these crimes against God. He explained to me that even though I committed these crimes against God, God is so good, he doesn't want me to spend eternity in hell, that Jesus Christ died on my behalf to pay for my sins. And in all honesty, it was the first time I understood the gospel. I said, that actually makes sense. I didn't know anything from church or anything like that, but the gospel made sense in terms of the payment that was made on my behalf for Jesus Christ if I would put on the Lord Jesus Christ. So that made sense. And I do believe that that was the grace that went before all of this because then we would go to the gym that night, and he would talk about this weird video. And Uh at the time, by the way, I was like... It was like cognitive dissonance. I was the preppiest of kids with my Abercrombie and Fitch polos, <laughs> team captain of the wrestling team, and all I listened to was death metal. And, and <laughs> so I, I looked like a walking contradiction, but that was what I was into. So mm-hmm. when he starts talking about all these, like, you know, what I would think vanilla bands like the Beatles and, and all these guys and talking about their Satanism and Lester Crowley, I'm like – Dude, what are you talking about? I'm like, I listen to Devil Driver. Like, what, you, what, you, I listen to Venom. I listen to Slipknot. These bands? What do, you, what do you mean by this? So he's like, I have the DVD at home. I'm going to give it to you. So I ended up taking that DVD and, and taking it to a friend's house uh, the, the next night. And I said, hey, let's watch this together. And as I said, the long story becoming more short, <laughs> I'm watching this DVD and I'm looking at it. And I cannot handle the evidence because the reality is I'm looking at the fact that there is real evil in this world. I'm looking at the synergy, the connective tissue between all these artists and the fact that they're all pushing the same agenda. And I happen, I happen to believe the same agenda. And when I look at that, I said I, I was just scared because I said there's a metaphysical reality. There's something outside of the physical realm. And the reality was is that there's a Satan and I was completely convinced of it. Hmm. And the only thing scarier to me at that time was that there's a God, because I know God's more powerful.
3: Hmm.
2: But yes. in the Bible says that we are saved by grace through faith. And the Bible says that faith comes by hearing, hearing the words of Christ. And in that DVD, and they sold their souls to rock and roll, Pastor Joe Schimmel says, Jesus said in Matthew 12:30, uh, He who is not with me is against me. And he says, to, to not make a choice. Is to make a choice and I realized that I wasn't in some gray area I realized I wasn't on some fence Satan owns the fence and worse yet I've been on the army of Satan for most of my life hmm. and I got down on my knees I had a tongue ring at the time <laughs> taking that thing out I got down on my knees and and I cried out to the Lord Jesus Christ and I said would you save a sinner like me and I gave my life over to Jesus Christ And ever since then, I've been saved by His grace. Oh,
1: praise God, Chad Davidson. That's perfect timing, too, because we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back and talk about something you guys specialize in, exposing the deeds of darkness in the entertainment industry, and actually in anybody who's famous that says they're a Christian or whatever. Talk about that. Uh, Plus, uh, we are going to mention some recent news stories, talk about religious freedom exemptions. The Church of Satan is trying to get a religious exemption. That'll be interesting. And how apostasy in the church is nothing
0: new. More with Chad Davidson at Good Fight Ministries when we come back. Your monthly financial support of StandUpForTheTruth.com is needed and appreciated. Now, back to today's Stand Up For The Truth with David Fiorazzo.
1: Our guest today, Chad Davidson, Good Fight Ministries and 511 News. I almost said Ephesians 511 News because it is Ephesians 511. And he's an elder at Blessed Hope Chapel in Simi Valley, California. But uh, Chad is also host of the Good Fight radio show. He was kind enough to interview me on my book, Canceling Christianity, a couple months ago. And right now, Chad, I want to ask you, You've got an amazing testimony, and God sure did have his hand on your life, man, saving you. I mean, literally saving you uh, in so many ways, but uh, he brought you to the place you are now where you've got this sphere of influence, and you've got these talents and gifts that he's given you, and you're using them to to expose the darkness, to preach the gospel, to really serve the kingdom. I want to mention before we go on, um, you can download what I believe is really a great radio app, Good Fight Radio Network. There's an app you guys put out a couple years ago, and before I get to the question about the Super Bowl entertainment and stuff like that, which you guys exposed, could you please let people know where they can get the Good Fight Radio Network app?
2: Yeah, no problem. And, and you know, don't forget that uh, Dave's wife is also on the Good Fight Radio Network. We get to hear some some of her music as well. And, yeah, you can go to goodfightradionetwork.org, and you can download the app. You can just type it in on your app page, you know, you, whether you got an iPhone or, you know, an Android. You just type it in, and we have an app for both of those. You click on it, and you're playing Teaching from... I mean, just some of the best teachers out there. Obviously, you're hearing from uh, Pastor Joe Schimmel, but we also have guys like Ray Comfort, Mike Winger. We got the woman an apologist. We got Dave Pawson. I mean, we really have just yep. a bevy of teachers. So, yeah, it's awesome.
1: Man, Ch- Chad, I heard Mike Winger a couple months ago on the Good Fight Radio app on my iPhone. I'm listening to his uh, expose on Mormonism, and it was it really an apologetics-driven half-hour and it was such a blessing to me. I'm constantly learning, man. But when, when you come across people like that, you go, wow, I'm really, really more equipped now uh, because of that. So let's let's move on now quickly. Um, let's talk about what you guys, one of the, your most popular videos, I mean millions of views on um, YouTube and, and, and social media, wherever else, was on Beyonce when she did – the Super Bowl halftime show. I don't remember how many years ago that was, but you said that was one of the first things you worked on that led you to work for Good Fight Ministries. Can you uh, talk about that transition and then the substance of that video?
2: Oh, yeah, no problem. I mean— yeah, it has a special place in, in my heart, uh, not just because I've seen so many people come to Christ. I mean, I, I have to tell a couple of stories because it's, <laughs> it's pretty amazing. I, I mean, just crazy stuff that I, I just was like, what is going on here? But it, it's interesting. I, I kind of left you guys on after I came to Christ uh, before the break. I gave you right when I came to Christ. But the fact was, is I didn't know who Joe Schimmel, I didn't know what church really was. I really didn't. And I called my friend who gave me, they sold the shows for rock and roll. And I said, where is this guy? I don't care if it's in Timbuktu, I'm going. Like, I want to meet this guy. I want to tell him I gave my life to Christ. And he's like, oh, that's so funny. It's my pastor. And he's like, don't worry, we're going to church on Sunday. And I said, okay. And over the course of time, um, he began discipling me. I shared with him that I came to Christ through that. And the way he discipled me was taking me out to the streets and sharing my faith, specifically in Santa Monica on Third Street Promenade. Hmm. And you know what? Sharing my faith—it really was the microwave of of my faith. Just absolutely microwaving it because I needed to know all these things. You talked about apologetics, Mormonism, Islam, so forth. I was like pouring myself into the scriptures. They, the words were jumping off the page, and I was just—I wanted to know more, and I just had a thirst for not only righteousness, but a thirst for knowing God's Word. And I do believe that's part of the regeneration process, that He makes us love His Word. And I started digging in, and I started digging in on all these different cults, all, you know, back against atheism that I believed in. And that was really what happened, was being discipled to share the gospel and then getting messages Sundays and Wednesdays and all these different things that really helped grow me. And what happened was I ended up falling in love with, a woman who was sharing the gospel, the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life, sharing the gospel, and I remember distinctly, she was explaining Isaiah 53, and I don't know how how much I understood Isaiah 53, I knew <laughs> it at the time, but I heard her sharing with, with a Jewish man on the streets of Santa Monica, and at the time, it was completely platonic, I thought, what a beautiful woman, and the fact that she could share the gospel like that, but as God would have it, um, I would eventually be with her um, about a year after that, after a really sanctification for a year and a half, I had to ask her father if I could court her. And her father happened to be the guy, Joe Schimmel, who made the DVD. They sold the social rock and roll. And so I ended up marrying his daughter. And um, over the course of time, we it was crazy because I told her the first night I courted her, I didn't believe I could have children for a number of reasons. I, I thought I was unable to. And um 9 months and 5 days from the wedding, we had our first little our little boy, Eli. Hmm. And it was pretty amazing because we were living uh in an apartment and when when my wife was pregnant, it, the apartment, even though we live in a pretty safe city, I probably chose an apartment that was one in one of the bad areas. <laughs> so she wasn't very comfortable with that and she asked if we could move in with her parents. And for most people, I'm sure that sounds terrible, right? Like, oh, I got to move in with my in-laws and so forth. But I got to be honest, for me, I was like, yeah, that sounds great. I worked a lot at the time, and I was like, you know what? I don't have any problems, any qualms with going uh, and and living with your parents and and driving to work, saving a little money, whatever. And she wanted help with our new baby. So the reason why I started with Good Fight is is twofold. Um, I was in that house, you know, all the time, seeing Pastor Schimmel, And the reality was uh, you get to see, you know, church and and you watch podcasts and so forth. You see people's highlights. That's the reality. Everyone shows their highlights. You see people, their Instagram posts typically, you know, it's only if you're counseling and sharing with them privately, you get to see people really the nitty gritty and so forth. But with Pastor Schimmel... I was around him all the time. I saw him late at night. I, I'm an early bird, and so is he. So I'd, get way, I'd wake up at 4.30 to, to read my devotional Jeez. and to get into the Word of God, and he'd be walking over to start work at his, in his office. <laughs> and I was like, man. And it, the reality was I saw someone that 24-7— was absolutely about the gospel. Mm-hmm. Was praying for people. He would come up and say, "Hey man, I just found this out about somebody. Can we pray for them right now?" Wow. And it was just the reality of twenty four seven ministry that I said, "You know what? I'm the same. That's just who I am. I'm like this twenty four seven. And if I if you're like that, and that's what ministry looks like, I can do that." And what happened was, he came out with the video: Beyonce, Sasha, the Super Bowl, and Satan. Mm. And at that time, in terms of a social media presence, uh, Good Fight had a small footprint. Um, you know, we had a YouTube channel. <clears throat> I think it had about seven or eight thousand people on there. Had a Facebook page with about three thousand people on there. And what was happening was this: this video went viral. I mean, that's just the reality of yep, it. it
3: did. There was
2: four, There was four different areas that had it. Whether it was. Um, World Star Hip Hop put it on, and that is a profane, disgusting place. And it was supposed to be to mock it, and the problem was people couldn't get away from the evidence. Yes. And so in the comments, it was like, "You guys are from Satan. What is this? I need, you know, I need to go back to church." And this were comments at nauseum, and it had over a million views on there. Then all of a sudden, I mean, we would go to bed, and Joe and I don't sleep a lot. We would go to bed, and there would be seventy-five thousand views by the time we went to bed and woke up. I remember that. And it was it was incredible and it shut down our, our goodfight.org. I mean literally we had to get a new server. <laughs> there was too many people visiting our website. We good. were like, what is going? Hey on? hey Chad,
1: good problem to have. Hey, I just want to interject here real quick. I'm over on the the YouTube you you put an excerpt of it on YouTube an 11 minute excerpt of Beyonce the Super Bowl, Sasha, and Satan, and it's got 1.6 million views. And that's just the excerpt from the original video. But a couple of the comments, one person said, the greatest lie the devil ever told was convincing people he doesn't exist. And then another one says, never knew that this video would be the beginning of my new life in Christ. The fear of the Lord came upon me after watching this video. And it goes on. So kudos to you guys. And I just want you to pick it up there and uh, about this video, the contents of it, because I'm looking at a picture right now of Beyonce. I think she sang the Super Bowl at the uh, at Biden's inauguration, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, she's very influential. Millions of young women and girls follow her. Even some Christians, you know, still follow her, like her music and have no idea about her background and the satanic roots of her music and performances so let you pick it up right there Chad
2: no that's absolutely perfect and that was the reality was Joe was seeing those comments and the truth was is that he didn't know how all of it worked and so he was day and night we were taking as much time as possible and I was working full-time so during my shift unless it was my 15-minute break or my hour lunch I couldn't be on there answering every comment And he had no idea how to delete comments. So when I say we tried to answer everyone, and the reality was the comments bore a lot of fruit, and we didn't want anyone coming on there, coming against the Christian faith and not being answered. Hmm. So that was our goal. And the fact was, he saw me answering everybody, and he said, hey, bro, I want to bring you on to the ministry. And he's (laughs) like, I I I want you to come on, even if it's just really, really part-time, and I prayed about it and i told you his example was the reason i wanted to join Mm. and it was it was so wild because that was you're seeing 1.5 million
1: Uh, just on that exit we've
2: estimated yeah and that's just on that exactly that's just right there someone actually funny enough joe was on a radio show talking about it and this woman on facebook downloaded it and posted it on her facebook and I think she has maybe 200 friends or something, but we've calculated at the, the most, I mean, I'm telling you, this is the most conservative number possible because of the amount of shares. Typically, mm-hmm. a video that's shared, if it's shared 100,000 times, right, the amount of views on Facebook for that video are anywhere from 10 to about 50, I mean, 10 to 25 million views. That video was shared from that one source twice. One was for 12,000 times, and the other was for over 530,000 shares. That's not views. That's someone clicking and sharing. So at least they viewed and then a lot of their friends. So Mm. I don't even know. We don't even know how many millions of people. And we really saw it because it was crazy. Joe spoke in Israel um, a few months after the video was released we had a trip a mission trip to israel and joe was speaking at a pro life conference and it was wild because my wife with our new fa- our new baby had walked outside and my friend walked out with her cuz i was working the conference and was watching you know making sure everything was okay we're outside of this conference and this young man comes about 18 years old and walks up to my wife and says yeah, I, I just recently, a couple weeks ago, I, I actually ended up coming to the Lord. And she's like, no way, that's how you got to this conference? That's so, that's so cool. How'd you come to the Lord? He's like, well, I was watching this this crazy video online, and I was so into this dark stuff. And it was called Beyonce and the Super Bowl. And here's the video, let me show you. And she's wow. like, do you not hear the voice in there talking? That's the guy, and this guy in Israel had watched it and gave his life to Christ, and my wife just happened to be breastfeeding, and so was able to talk to him.
1: (laughs) Praise God. Hey, Chad, uh, God appointed us, Jesus appointed his disciples to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, and that opened up a whole new avenue for Good Fight Ministries, and Pastor Joe Schimmel, and yourself, and Tony Palacio, and all the great people that work out there to bear even more fruit. You guys have branched out into, you've got your radio app now for the Good Fight uh, Radio Network. You've got, um, of course, the, the foundation is Good Fight Ministries, and that's goodfight.org, um, the Good Fight Radio Show, which you host, uh, podcast, and uh, 5.11 News. So um, before we get into some of those, okay, we don't need to because I just mentioned them. We'll link them up in in the podcast Post blog at com. So, talk a little bit about Beyonce's uh, satanic roots and our concerns as Christians about this occult driven music and practically a majority of the entertainers and uh, entertaining industry out there and the, the musicians and singers, the most popular ones today. So, I'll let you just take it from that angle now and share your concerns. By the way, we're talking with Chad Davidson of Good Fight Ministries. Chad, go ahead. We've got four minutes left in this segment.
2: Oh, perfect. Yeah. No, I, I think the way you parsed it was really, really important. And one of the things is, I, I think people come, come out and look at these things, and a lot of times, I really do believe even really well-meaning Christians think, well, a lot of this is just benign. It's, there's nothing really to it. You know, they're just love songs and so forth. And the, the truth is, whenever I see someone with an impact, like Beyonce. I mean, they have what's called the bay Hive. I mean, these are these are rabid fans that if you say anything against Beyonce, even if it was I don't really like what she wore tonight, they go crazy. I mean, they go they're more fervent than a lot of believers. I mean, it's it's pretty it's pretty sad to watch. And when you look at so many of these celebrities as the idols of today, which they are, we have American Idol. We have all of these, you know, yeah. shows that are just about them. Now, with whether it's TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, so forth, people feel connected. They actually feel like they know the person intimately as if they're their friends. Their faces are connected to their, t- their, their handheld TV, which is their cell phone and so forth. But with Beyonce, I think the reason, the real reason why that video went viral was because people can come out and say, well, look at the symbolism here, look at the symbolism there. But what we did was not only look at her husband, Jay-Z, quite clearly wearing across his chest the very words of the most famous maxim by the Godfather. The godfather of Satanism, Alester Crowley, yes. literally wearing his maxim, do what thou wilt, mm-hmm. right? It's an, it's an antithesis yeah. of what Jesus did right before he poured out his blood for us. And he said, not my will, but your will be done. And then you have do what thou wilt blazing across his chest. He literally says he gets possessed by the spirits, gets Frank Sinatra spirits inside of him before he performs, beyonce was the one that surprised people some people he married when she married jay-z they said wow that's kind of weird he's a little dark Mm -hmm. he talks he sings about lucifer have a right having a righteous cause for sinning Mm -hmm. um this guy seems a little out there but then you have Mm -hmm. beyonce who seems like oh well she's a bubblegum she had a song back in the day where she said she's not going to compromise her christian faith oh my goodness but when no joke (laughs) but then you have her now Literally saying, first of all, that she has a spirit inside of her, Sasha Fierce. And in our video, you don't have to take our words for it. That's one of the great things. Let them, let them speak. They'll tell you everything you need to hear. And what Beyonce says in that video quite clearly, not only, oh, you know what? It was just emotions. It was just energy. She says she remembers when a spirit came inside of her. And that spirit allowed her to do things that Beyonce wouldn't do. That includes gyrating herself mm-hmm. like a prostitute, like a stripper all over the, the you know, the stage, singing the way she does and so forth. And these are actual spirits behind it. And Satan isn't looking at the icons of today with their influence and saying, Wow, I wish I would have thought of that.
1: Mm. This is so concerning because a lot of people still listen to this garbage, and it is garbage, it is dark, but the most concerning thing is the spiritual dynamic that's driving it, and that would be Satan. So uh, we've got to get up to speed on the types of entertainment that we allow into our homes and into our Christian children's um, iPhones, computers, entertainment. Um, So, Chad, we're going to talk a little bit more about that. Some of the most popular artists that... I'm not familiar with, Billy Eilish, Lil Nas X, and ta- also we, we may have time to get to Aaron Rodgers and Rob Bell, but uh, we'll, we have so much more coming up. I wish we had more time.
0: We'll be right, right back with Chad Davidson on Stand Up For The Truth. Thank you for listening and sharing today's show via StandUpForTheTruth.com slash podcast. Now, back to Stand Up For The Truth. Here's David Fiorazzo. Our
1: guest today, Chad Davidson, Good Fight Ministries host. Of the Good Fight Radio Show, that's good. I think you get it to goodfightradioshow.org. Um, let's go right into these artists that a lot of children, a lot of young people emulate or follow, uh, Chad. And this is just this is concerning. Um, if you if there's anything else you want to wrap up, by the way, about Beyonce, go ahead. But let's talk about Lil Nas X and also Billie Eilish. Um, most of our listeners won't know who these people are. But if they have children, if they have kids, teenagers especially, they, they most likely do. Go ahead, Chad.
2: No, and I'm I'm glad you parsed it that way as well. And that's one of the huge things for us is I, I think people don't realize really the footprint on some of these artists mm. and the spirit behind it, right? I yes. mean, we talk about this all the time. You think about Super Bowl advertising, right? Oh. They pay millions and millions of dollars to get someone holding a Pepsi can, right? (laughs) Just for for a second, a kiss of a Pepsi can, and guess why? They know people are going to be influenced to purchase their product. Otherwise, their product and their business would go out of business if the millions of dollars didn't work. Mm -hmm. So what happens is you think about this as believers in Christ, as people who love God, it says we're supposed to be meditating on the word day and night, and Mm -hmm. we'll be like a tree planted against the water that bears fruit in its season. And if we don't, and if we sit within the seat of scoffers, we sit next to them, and guess what? You're not meditating on God's word day and night, then you're going to be like the bark. You're going to be like the chaff that is broken off when even the wind comes, let alone rushing water and so forth. And so I think about that a lot when I think of these artists. And you mentioned Lil Nas X, and we were just talking about Beyonce, and the fact is, is that these artists are huge for a reason, and I do believe that Satan props them up. Mm-hmm. I think he seeks opportunity for those who are big or want to be big. And even those that are maybe they get big and, and they don't know what's going on, he'll use them. The Bible's really clear. Ephesians 2, 2 says to us very clearly that the prince of the power of the air, Satan, works through the sons of disobedience. Mm-hmm. Ephesians chapter—I'm sorry, Second Corinthians chapter 6 Uh, tells us very clearly there are temples of God and there are temples of idols or demons. Mm. And that's how it's used interchangeably by Paul. So we have to be really careful of this. And Lil Nas X is, is a really perfect example of this. And he pushes very similar to Satanism. I know we were talking about recently... The Satanists, the Church of Satan coming out saying it's a, they, they want a religious exemption to be able to murder babies yeah. so they can commit the sacrament of sacrifice. And a lot of times when Satanists come out to do this, they're doing it for publicity. They're doing it to enrage people and so forth. And that's a lot of what Little Nas X does. He had shoes that he had made custom. That's he right. took Nikes, had someone take my, Nikes, put blood inside of them, right? 666, six, six, um, used Luke 10. Uh, 18 to make sure he was, you know, pointing to the fact as Satan fell from heaven like lightning and so forth. He, I mean, this guy is trying to be as robust as possible with pushing satanic agendas so that to try to shock people. But the fact is, is that he doesn't, I don't even think he understands really what he's really signed up for. Because this guy did a music video called Montero. And in that video... He actually takes a stripper pole. I'm not exaggerating on this. He takes a ride down a stripper pole all the way to hell, Ugh, where he gives a lap dance to Satan and is, is literally kissing and making out and, and performing favors on Satan in hell. Hmm. I mean, this is the reality. Wow. And, kid, and death, kids watch
1: this and listen to this.
2: Oh, they watch and listen to it. And what people don't know is one of the most popular songs to uh, make TikTok videos for. Uh, one of the most popular songs on on TikTok is Montero X using that video, mm. playing that, that siren of a song back over and over again to whatever clip you're doing, and it's from that satanic song that the shoes were made for, that everything he's done ha- has been made for. I mean, they're playing that clip and putting literally putting their own actions to this satanic, um, absolutely disgusting mu- music video and playing that song to their own TikToks. I mean, it's something that breaks my heart when I, when I see this. Mm. And Lil Nas X, for that music video where he's giving a lap dance and taking a stripper pull down to hell to give a lap dance to Satan, that music video was just voted the music video of the year, the top award at the Video Music Awards, at, at for MTV. Of course, just two nights ago.
1: Of course, <laughs> of yeah, that's that, not, not surprising to any of us, right? Um, uh, it's because of the sake of time here, Chad, let's talk about Billie Eilish. I don't know a whole lot about her, <laughs> so share a little bit about that and her. I saw her in a commercial though. I think it was for the vaccine, but she, because they know young people will emulate their um, idols they're get, they're entertainers the people they love the celebrities
2: No you're you're exactly right now. and Billie Eilish is the, was the top female artist last year she beat out Beyonce I mean this is <laughs> this is no joke she wow. is one of the top and this young girl and she is very young is one of the most disturbed individuals that I have ever seen and come across hmm. and I'm telling you this without exaggeration I've I've now been working for good fight for 9 years um, I used to be into Slipknot and 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 death metal and so forth. I've never seen so clear, mm. so clear possession wow. than when it comes to this woman. And when you watch her music videos, so many of her music videos literally show her as one. One of them, she's underneath a bed and she's the demon going into her friend. Oh gosh! Uh, in her song, "Bury a Friend." She, once again, the same old homage, she plays. She does one music video where she's an angel in heaven who falls, comes down in black tar with wings, and to her side, on both sides, are, once again, stripper poles in flames. These angels in flames on stripper poles as she's walking down in some of the most disturbing mm-hmm. music, i have ever heard mm. and she is one of the biggest artists she just came out with an album millions and millions of views of course she is huge and guess how many followers remember you can choose on, on instagram you can choose how many followers you have now she changed it uh, but for years the amount of followers she had was 666
1: oh my goodness
2: huh Yeah, Yeah. that's interesting.
1: By the way, I just if you Google her or whatever, I wouldn't advise, or if you duck, duck, go. uh, Billie Eilish, um, just the expression, she's got this deadpan, almost a blank stare or an expression of of death or nothing, but it's, it's very satanic. And I do also want to mention back to the Beyonce video if you watch even the excerpt that we've got in today's podcast post, Um, Beyonce at the Super Bowl, Sasha and Satan, if you see the stills that Good Fight Ministries puts in there, these expressions on Beyonce's face, you can literally see a dramatic change in her face as she performs, and it's very demonic. So let's move on right now, unless you wanted to say anything else about Billie Eilish, uh, Chad, because we've got uh, another idol, and that would be football. And a lot of fans are backing away from NFL football because they don't like the political stance. They don't like social justice. They think the American uh, flag and the national anthem should be respected because we are in America and these players are making millions of dollars and they got the freedom to do whatever they want. So keep politics out of football, but the NFL decided not to. Let's talk about something a little bit more concerning And that Aaron Rodgers came from a Christian family over a decade, uh, many decades ago. But he uh, supposedly, um, and I don't know where... Uh, He went off, but he got introduced to Rob Bell and uh, went to a seeker-sensitive church in Green Bay, Wisconsin when he came to the Packers, and one of the chaplains goes to this emergent seeker-sensitive church. He's a pastor locally, and he introduced, apparently introduced Aaron Rodgers to Rob Bell. Now they hang out. Rob Bell is infamous for the no-hell and universalism. So, Chad, your concerns about Aaron Rodgers, Rob Bell, and the NFL, whatever you'd like to share where that is concerned.
2: Oh, yeah. No, I, I mean, uh, you know, for me, I, I've, I'm have i a wrestling guy. You know, um, I was wrestling. I've been a wrestling coach for, and I don't want to say my age because I still sound kind of young. Uh, <laughs> but about, about 15 years, I've been a wrestling coach. But uh, I've always loved football. I've been a huge fan. My little sister's name is Dallas. So you can guess which team I've, I've liked growing up and so forth. So Aaron Rodgers was always a problem for me. So I wanted to expose it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, the, the, the reality is is that I was brokenhearted because someone had told me a long time ago that they had heard uh, Aaron Rodgers speak even at Hume Lake. And I, I don't know if that's even true or not. I, I, someone told me that, so I'm, I'm trusting that story that he had spoken at Hume Lake years ago, which would make sense. I believe his family is from not too far away from there, which is a Christian, um, which is a Christian camp. And the, the fact is he did grow up in a Christian home. Um, and he's since completely neglected that home, according to his own brother, he says he doesn't even talk to his mother or anything like that. Um, and Aaron, it's sad because, uh, Rob Bell came and spoke, uh, I believe to his team. And That was when Aaron struck up a a friendship with Rob Bell. And in in all honesty, before it was cool to to deconstruct, like all these Christian quote-unquote artists are deconstructing from the faith, before it was cool to do that, Aaron Rodgers was doing it. And Aaron Rodgers was doing it the same way they all did it. And what's sad is a lot of people don't realize, we think of deconstruction now or liberal theology, this all started with the emergent church movement. All of this started yes. with the emergent church movement. And I believe one of our most important videos, if they sold their souls for rock and roll, was the most important video that Good Fight Ministries has done in terms of exposing wickedness and bringing people to salvation and also to sanctification for people in the church that are still you know, being weighed down by these various things. Um, if, if that's true, then I would say the submerging church was the second most important video or the most important video for the church because Mm. it has stopped people from deconstructing before people knew what deconstructing was. Yes. Because people saw it and then were able to recognize what was going on in the emergent church movement. And I'm not exaggerating about this. That video is now on Amazon Prime. We get emails daily now about the video again. It's like a resurgence. Mm. and People are recognizing and, and seeing, wait, these Brian McLarens, these Rob Bells, these Tony Campolos, They were doing liberal Christianity and deconstruction before it was cool. They were doing it in the emergent church movement. Mm -hmm. And we named our DVD, the submerging church movement for a reason because guess what, or the submerging church, but we believed it was submerging and they got to the point where they stopped using emergent church as a name. They, they, I really believe they ran from it. And I, I do believe because of the Lord that a lot of people ran from it because of that video. And, The sad thing was, is Brian McLaren did an interview not too long after where he explained that there's still ingredients in the pie, and that's the reality. And the first thing that the emergent church did, and the first thing that deconstructionism and liberalism does, is get you to doubt the Word of God. And so that, that, that reality of Rogers with Rob Bell, this is what Rogers had said about Rob Bell's video, or I'm sorry, Rob Bell's... Book, love wins he says it's a beautiful piece of work oh i'm sorry he says of the bible it's a beautiful piece of work but it was never meant to be interpreted as i th- think some churches do but he had given a, a glowing endorsement of of course love wins oh, which is goodness. rob bell's book which doubts the word of god which doubts the existence of, of the reality of hell which doubts a lot of these things that are so clear in scripture that jesus so clearly taught about without a doubt and the sad thing was, is that I believe Aaron Rodgers, because you got to think about it. He's behind Brett Favre, all of this. Then he becomes in the limelight. Yep. And guess what he's done ever since? Dated celebrities. Yep. Uh, in fact, I believe his fiance right now is a, a woman who's a bisexual who went to the school that I coached wrestling at here in Simi Valley. Oh my goodness. And that's his fiance right now. Yeah. I mean, just all full blown liberalism, of course, yep. and all this nonsense. And he has totally piggybacked himself on this. Before he was with the woman he's with now, he went on Danica Patrick's show and mocked believers. Yep. Uh, absolutely mocked believers. We did entire shows on it. We did two shows on it because we wanted to cover some of those things that are said. Because we want to bring a captive the obedience to Christ, every lofty speculation, everything brought up against the knowledge of God. And that's what Aaron Rodgers has done. Amen. And I do believe, sadly enough, when you think about it, I, I said it was interesting— in the NFC Championship last year, you had Tom Brady, who is an admitted warlock. I mean, the guy is literally practicing witchcraft. If you see our video, um, Satan Performs at the Super Bowl, we started off with Tom Brady admitting that his wife is performing witchcraft that she's a good witch and this is why he's winning no joke he says it not me not my (laughs) opinion so it was Tom Brady with his witchcraft and then you had Aaron Rodgers on this side with his apostasy it was like if you're an NFL fan you have no way to win I know hey Chad do I want to go with this apostate or do I want to go with this guy we've
1: got to wrap it up but I also believe you I like the thing you put out about uh, Nick Foles versus Tom Brady I'm, I'm a fan of Nick Foles Carson Wentz so many good Christian leaders and players in the NFL, but there's not enough of them. But we've got so much more to be continued the next time we have you on. Chad Davidson, Good Fight Ministries and host of the Good Fight Radio Show. God bless you, brother. Thank you so much for your ministry.
2: Thank you so much, Dave, and thank you once again for having me on, and thank you also for coming on our show, you know, Canceling Christianity. God can't be canceled, man, and I know that's what the book's about.
0: Amen. When we come back, we'll let you know who our guests are the rest of this week. Stand Up For The Truth, a ministry of Lakeshore Communications Incorporated. Keep the discussion going on social media, Stand Up WI on Facebook and Twitter. Now we wrap up today's Stand Up For The Truth. Got to make
1: it quick. Tomorrow, Pastor Matt Truella, Missionaries to the Preborn and DefyTyrants.com. Thank you so much for listening. God bless you and keep speaking the truth about things that matter.